0: Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. We've done it. We have reached episode 150. Wow, I genuinely actually forgot we were reaching this milestone. Um, But in this special episode, we'll look back at the year that was 2018 in film and TV and let you know what our worst and favourite movies of 2018 were. Um, It was a big year for both of us, not just with the show and the podcast, but in real life. A few things happened. Well, mainly, we both went off and got married. To women, other people, yeah, not, not to each to other. Each other. I feel saying. as though
1: we don't have to keep saying that. I think at this point, <laughs> if people are listening, they know when we say we got married, it's not to each other.
0: Or think what you want. I mean, big year, but we both love movies. That's why we do the show. And that's why doing this, I guess, wrap up for the year, even though we're posting it in January. Uh, wrapping the year up is, I guess, what we love. we love. It's our passion. So, Jason,
1: start us off with some of the biggest movies of 2018. Let's
0: just start with the powerhouse that is Disney. Um, Because basically all movies are made by Disney these days, aren't they? It does seem that way. Yeah, well, let's let's talk real Disney, though. So, they attempted a few live-action releases. A Wrinkle in Time, Christopher Robin, and The Nutcracker and the Four Realms. Um, I believe one of those was good. Um, In terms of animation, Ralph Broke the Internet in Ralph Breaks the Internet... And in the Pixar department, the long-awaited superhero sequel Incredibles 2 hit theatres. Under nice. <laughs> Under the Disney flag
1: from the world of Star Wars solo, a Star Wars story, where we got the solo outing of the Han solo character, but it was not a box office hit. I did enjoy
0: it. We did, yeah. It might not appear on my list today, one but of, I did yeah, enjoy it. One of our one of our review plugs. Uh, Go back, listen, and uh, hear our thoughts. Uh, Disney Marvel uh, brought us the celebrated Black Panther to the MCU, following that only months later with the ambitious Avengers Infinity War. Um, And then we all needed a bit of a calm down uh, from all of that intensity with the lighthearted Ant-Man and the Wasp.
1: I'm going to have to move us away from Disney. We're doing too much Disney, (laughs) but I'm going to keep it Marvel. From 20th Century Fox, Ryan Reynolds returned as the Merc with the Mouth in Deadpool 2.
0: Twice, I guess. Twice, <laughs> have twice? you seen the Christmas one? I have not.
1: What was that? Once, upon a, Once upon a Deadpool, and it's out on iTunes very shortly, like in a couple of weeks. Is it still in theaters? I think it's gone.
0: It was, like week, it was like a two two Christmas weeks. thing, wasn't it was
1: limited. Real. And I know a lot of Deadpool fans, not one of them went to the cinema to watch this.
0: Lesson learned, maybe. Uh, Sony went in two directions with their Marvel property with the live action Venom starring Tom Hardy. And the animated Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So one made a huge amount of money and the other was critically acclaimed. Try and guess which is which. Pushing Marvel to one side. Okay. We've been very (laughs) Disney and Marvel heavy
1: even. DC. we got the animated film Teen Titans Go to the Movies and the live action Aquaman, which is still currently destroying the global box office.
0: It's madness. It's destroying it, Jason. Madness. And that was it for DC. Uh... Yeah, no, that's true. Look at the scales. On the big screen. On the big
1: screen. But they did have some home releases. The Death of Superman, Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay. And was it this year or 2018, last year, that we had Batman Gotham by Gaslight? I'm pretty sure they were three releases. That might
0: have been 2018. So that's five movies for them. But still, I mean, all those Marvel movies we've just listed. All right. Now this next part is is whew, it's intense. There were so many action movies in two thousand eighteen, all of different styles, tones, and of course quality. Um, Liam Neeson did taken on a train in the commuter. Alicia Vikander made the role of Lara Croft her own in Tomb Raider. Did she? Did she? Shut up. <laughs> Play a game. Uh, Dwayne Johnson rocked the big screen in not one, but two movies. Dee Rampage dee. and Sky... I just wanted to say rock. Okay. I just want to say rocked. Um, Skyscraper was the other one. Um, Jason Statham faced down a giant shark in the Meg. And Tom Cruise did the impossible once again in Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, my God. What else did we have? Hodo Artemis, Sicario del Soldado... Saldaro- Soldado is too hard. The Equalizer 2 and Robin Hood. Um, and these perhaps could also be considered sci-fis. The Predator, Bumblebee, and oh, holy shit, that movie with all the dinosaurs. Uh, what was it called? It was a small one. Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Have you recovered yet from that movie? Heart is still broken.
1: I mean, those last couple of movies, you could consider them sci-fi, but we've also had actual sci-fi. Pacific Rim, Uprising, Maze Runner, The Death Cure, The Darkest Minds, Upgrade, which is the better Venom type movie, I think we both agree on that. Ready Player One, Kin, and Peter Jackson's Mortal Engines. I am not hearing good things about that. Nah, I, I predicted a flop here. It looks sometimes it wrong, looks pretty bad, but yeah, nah, just too ambitious. But even Netflix contributed with the Cloverfield Paradox and the Natalie Portman starring Annihilation. Yeah, I didn't write that one. It looked pretty, lots of colours. No, I quite liked it. We're yeah. talking about Annihilation. Not the other one, the Cloverfield paradox, which was oh, yes, a yes. surprise yes. release, and then we kind of how found exciting out why. were
0: how excited were we for two hours? And I then... know but
1: the movie came out of nowhere, and then we watched it. It's like, oh, okay, <laughs> and then, okay. Yeah. But it, you know, it was okay. But Annihilation, I thought, also <laughs> okay. I'm finding that a lot with Netflix movies, where is it'll get released? It's a Friday, Saturday night. I watch it at home. And maybe I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much if I'd paid to see it in the cinema. it's already paid
0: for under my subscription. But watching Annihilation at home, I thought it was fine. Well done. Well, the horror genre um, is always a mixed bag of very good to very bad. Um, And 2018 was no exception. The fourth installment in the Insidious franchise, Insidious The Last Key. Um, The Purge got its prequel in the first Purge. And the retconning sequel to the 1978's Halloween brought back Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. I hate the titles of the, of the I hate that title. Oh, just calling it Halloween? Oh, because it's like it's a sequel. Anyway. I think it's fine. I, I keep saying fine. I like it. Let's go with that. I like the title. 2018. It was fine. <laughs> um, we got Winchester, The Stranger's Prey at Night, Slender Man, Searching Overlord, a Quiet Place, Hereditary, and their latest addition to the Conjuring universe, The Nun. If horror wasn't your thing, then maybe you stuck with the
1: comedies. For the adults, we had Game Night, Blockers, Life of the Party, Tag, The Spy Who Dumped Me, The Happy Time Murders, A Simple Favor, and on a lighter side, I Feel Pretty, Crazy Rich Agents, Johnny English Strikes Again, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, and Holmes and Watson. Or if you were, after an addition to the Oceans franchise, we also got Oceans 8. You checked that one out, yeah? I
0: did. I may bring it up later. (laughs) There it is. Um, Fifty Shades Freed came out in 2018. Did it? Yeah. Um, I think it's the last one, so we can all rest easy. I mean, I don't watch them anyway. We can all rest easy in 2019. We're all safe. No more shades. No more shades. The shades are, are all gone. I'm talking about the dramas now. Um, Gen Laws Russian spy thriller Red Sparrow um, Greg Berlanti's feature directorial debut Love, Simon um, there was that movie about motherhood Tully uh, the one about the boat Adrift um, the moon landing one First Man and that gritty one about the wives Widows uh, we got the Queen biopic Bohemian Rhapsody and Michael B. Jordan returned to the Rocky Creed franchise whatever you want to call it with Creed 2 Plenty of kids' movies too. Ones that weren't made by Disney. <laughs> yeah.
1: Not many, but there were a couple. Peter Rabbit, Early Man, Isle of Dogs, Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation, The House with a Clock in Its Walls, Smallfoot, Goosebumps 2, Haunted Halloween, and the Benedict Cumberbatch voiced The Grinch. Rubbish. Oh, is it?
0: Well, it's a kid. It's a real kid. It's real if you... I mean, I
1: chose to watch The Christmas Chronicles instead of The Grinch.
0: If you like that <laughs> original like animated Grinch movie from uh, back in the 70s, I'm going to say, maybe. I like the Jim Carrey one. That or would feel if you like the 2001 with Jim Carrey, completely different to this one. Um, but finally, um, because I basically couldn't think of a category to put it in, we return to the Wizarding World with Fantastic Beasts. The Crimes of Grindelwald. I mean, I didn't. Did you return? Did you? <laughs> I returned. It? Is it any good? It's fine. It's okay. Okay. It's, it's fine. Okay. There's that word.
1: 2018. <laughs> fine. <laughs> well, what a year. I mean, that is a lot of movies across multiple categories. I just want to take this moment to give a shout out to the people who have made this year a success for us personally. We've got to always thank Neil Wajihaya Singer? He's the guy responsible, good friend of mine, for designing all logos for all our podcasts. That film stew, Sounds Like Comics, and Rewind and Review. The music. Listening to this episode today, you would hear Dead White Males and the track of theirs that they allowed us to use a while back now. We're using it since. And I also use that as the intro and outro to this podcast, as well as the outro to Sounds Like Comics. Rewind and Review, do you want to speak to some of the contributors? I mean, it's mainly you and Rob, but I believe you had a special guest recently.
0: Uh, yes, this fellow named Luke. Hello, that's looks, me. Looks like you. Um, but yeah, um, I guess take takes opportunity to thanks thank Rob for coming on board with me and getting that show kick-started. we uh, are doing it for the entirety of last year. Um, going strong. We're going to keep pumping it this year as well. And I said it to
1: you guys off air now. I've only been on it once, the very last episode, which was Superman the Movie. Yes. I, I'm a fan of the show. You guys put out good content. It's always enjoyable. So just wanted to give you a, a shout prep. out there. A
0: lot of prep. It hurts a bit.
1: And Sounds Like Comics contributors, there is a few of us. Now, I started Sounds Like Comics way back when with Gareth Bird. And... He works and is one of the owners at Comic Zone here in Perth, Western Australia. And the idea behind the show was to capture when people come into the shop, you know, they always, you know, they'll pick up the comics, but they always want to talk about the latest movie, the latest TV. And it was capturing that and putting it in a podcast. And that's why we do try and alternate the the co hosts. So it would always be either Gareth or myself. But I want to give a big shout out to Adam Parry, Jay Ryan, Damien Shields, and Nathan Connolly. Without these guys, there just wouldn't be a show. I, I was on one mean. episode, by the way. I and have... I couldn't remember if that was last year, but okay, Jason did. <laughs> it, you appeared, I believe, episode 13, which was the Justice League of America TV movie yeah, episode. You, you, were, you did feature. Thanks, mate. I was giving a heartfelt shout oh, out there and to you the, derailed me. To the but lads. Then, but I do feel as though what we set out to do with Sounds Like Comics we are achieving and the idea would be moving forward into 2019 to continue to get
0: new guest stars and just, just keep it going. Right. If, if anyone is, I guess, volunteering, put your hand up, reach out to us and Luke might consider you. There's an extensive interview process I Um I think we also, I guess we can refer to them as this now. I want to thank our wives. We did
1: mention we got married, and we can do this because our wives allow it, pretty much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, this takes a lot of time out of our personal lives. We have real-time jobs. And not only do I have a wife, I have two young children. I don't have
1: kids. Um... You have a dog
0: and a cat. Yeah, that's true.
1: They're my children. But I have two dogs and two rabbits, but we're not getting into that. (laughs)
0: Well, yeah, a big shout well, I out to, to the, our wives. Of course. Thank the wives, course. thanks the pets, and thanks to the kids. So let's get it started. And is I it... think the best place to start: best
1: TV 2018. All right. So this is basically our awards section of uh of the. Evening. This is it. This is the main body of the podcast. So we're going to go through and we're going to give our our top picks through TV and film: the good, the bad, and everything else. <laughs> Ugly TV. <laughs> You're ugly. I'm gonna start by doing what I did last time. Right. I'm gonna cheat slightly. Because instead of picking a TV show, I'm gonna pick a crossover TV event That's as my number three. No, because that's like that's three, I a, four listen, shows potentially listen, four. It's three <laughs> shows, but I do have a plan B. Now, let me go through this okay. and then if you have any questions at the end, I am, re- <laughs> I am <laughs> I recommending. I recommend. Elseworlds, which is the DC crossover TV event that aired this year in December. Uh, The cast, we have The Flash, Grant Guston, Green Arrow, Stephen Amell, and Supergirl, Melissa Benoist. The crossover began with The Flash Season 5, Episode 9, continued on Arrow Season 7, Episode 9, and concluded on Supergirl Season 4, Episode 9. My favourite episode of the three-part crossover is the middle episode. So if you're going to push me to pick a TV series out of them, I'd go Arrow because they gave us the
0: Batgirl so, episode. We're supposed to pick three shows. Is this only one show that you're? This is my. You've got pick. two more. I do have two more. Okay. Oh whoa
1: whoa whoa whoa! whoa. Listen, <laughs> I'm these just are saying. not my top three for the oh, year. I was, I was going to. Say. No, I just this, want to clarify. We're going so to do home now. We're going to do three places each. Yes. And this, all of this is my third place. The folk, uh, If you're unfamiliar, the crossover focused on five core characters. Those characters were Oliver Queen, Green Arrow, Barry Allen, The Flash, Cara Danvers, Supergirl, Clark Kent, Superman, and Kate Kane, Batwoman. So the event as a whole, because I enjoyed it that much, I was finding it hard not to include it in this list. So if you're willing to accept Elseworlds as my number three, I can move it along. All good. Okay, cool. <laughs> Number two, Bodyguard. Ah. Series one. So this is the BBC drama that got picked up internationally by Netflix. We have Keely Hawes, who plays Julia Montague, and Richard Maiden, who plays David Bod. Well the way that he says it, because the actor and the character is, is Scottish. Like so when it's like I thought he was saying Bird. Like
0: David uh-huh. Bird, but it's David Bodd. Oh, you think it, with an act he would have been saying Bud? We'll like it's bird. bird. So it's B-U-double-D but I thought it was
1: saying bird but to give credit to Maiden he is fantastic in the show and he actually won Best Actor in a TV Drama at the Golden Globes If you've not seen the show it is a contemporary thriller featuring the Royalty and Specialist Protection Branch of London's Metropolitan Police Service It's bloody fantastic I absolutely devoured the show I couldn't wait to watch the next episode Highly recommend that And my number one spot has to go to the show that I watched in the shortest amount of time. I think it was like eight episodes, The Haunting of Hill House. I was anticipating this show. I thought it looked fantastic. And wow, did it deliver. Created by Mike Flanagan. The the series, it flashes between past and present. A fractured family confronts haunting memories of their old home and the terrifying events that drove them from it. I absolutely love the show. And when I was looking at prepping my top three, no doubt in my
0: mind, straight away, I thought The Haunting of Hill House. Okay. Jason, all right. To you. So we might have an issue, and this does happen sometimes. Um, but we'll Are get... we just going to talk about the same shows? No, because. Are you going to start with Elseworlds? <laughs> <laughs> Elseworlds. In uh, my number three spot, I'm going to The Good Place. You've mentioned it on this show countless times. There is no other show like this. Um, if we're talking 2018, we're looking at the end of Season 2, the start of Season 3. Oh, you're being specific. It's hard, but The Good Place, it's good all around. It um, really is.
1: I, it's all I of it.
0: Kristen Bell, William Jackson, Harper, Jamila Jamil, uh, Darcy, Carden and Manny Jacinto, they are in The Good Place. Which is like the afterlife of sort. That's all I'll say. If you want to, we don't want to spoil
1: it. Ted Danson
0: is like the architect of the good place. This is good, Ted Danson. This is this is amazing. This is perfect. I mean, I can't honestly. He is so good in this. It's it's a great show. Like every episode is funny. There's constant laughs. There's genuine heart. There's characters that are just so lovable. Like. Even when they're dumb, stupid, neurotic, so lovable. There's there's so much to it. Um, and I'm just waiting for the end of season three now. Like, come on. It comes back soon. And I'm assuming you've
1: seen the Janet episode. Oh, the Janet episode. Wow. I mean, you did list the cast earlier.
0: Who's the actress that plays Janet? I, th- I believe, Prince of Elimination, it would be Darcy Carden. Garden? I hope it is. But I she, could be wrong.
1: She's absolutely phenomenal. I
0: don't think she's Jamila Jamil. No, because
1: <laughs> when you're watching TV film, you get to see someone play a character in a very unique turn of events. Yes. In this episode, and I can say what it is without spoiling it, really, because you still need to see if you haven't. Janet plays all the
0: characters. It's madness, and she pulls them all off. Like it is. Perfect. But that speaks obviously the uniqueness and the characteristics of all each of those characters that you can identify them through one person. So sort of bring them to not to discredit the, the actors and stuff. No, no, I, I agree. That, that that is like all the actors that they're so, they're so individual in their yeah. characters
1: that she was able to take what they bring and then replicate it.
0: Alright, so that was number three, the good place. Um in my second spot, the end of the effing world. Um there are stars in that word, so Use your imagination. Um, we've got Alex Lawther and Jessica Barden. Uh, you can find this on Netflix. Eight episodes. Um, it's a British show. Um, it's about 17-year-old James who believes himself to be a psychopath. And Alyssa is a rebellious classmate who sees in James a chance to escape from her home life. These two kids, these little punks, they go running off. And they just leave oh, like a trail of destruction in their wake. It's a good laugh. I'm not sure if you've checked it out yet. I, I haven't. I haven't it. seen it, but you have recommended it on the yeah. podcast before. I've it's seen saw it, there and on I Netflix. believe there is a second season coming, so I'm all for it. But yeah, this was a surprise. Well, I just thought, just check it out. First episode, I was like, I need to watch more immediately. Oh, wow. It was, it was a quick hook. So check that one out, absolutely. And this is where we have our problem because in my number one star, uh, number one spot, sorry, the haunting of Hill House, and that's okay. That's. I don't even know what other facts I can give you. It was based on a book, 1959. I Same didn't name actually, Shirley Jackson.
1: I was thinking about. It. I didn't actually go through the cast, so you can speak to the cast.
0: Oh, okay. Um, I only listed a couple of them: uh, uh, Michael Huelsman, Paxton Singleton, Carla Gugino, Henry Thomas, Elizabeth Reesa, Lulu Wilson. Like, okay. That girl from yeah, you the, say it like the, I'm supposed to know her. No, you know, like Annabelle. Was it Annabelle Two? Is she in this? She was the common no. half. Yeah, she's no the, way. She's the. I mean, she was the Annabelle. kid. Yeah. Of the older sister. Oh right. curly hair. And I was like, she
1: looked hell familiar. And then I looked her up, and I was like, that's that girl. I completely missed that, but it wasn't until after I'd finished the series, which again I watched it so quickly, that I found out that Henry Thomas, the dad in the flashbacks. <laughs> yeah. It's Elliot from E.T. Elliot. Blew my mind. Like, where did that kid go? I don't know, but he's back. To Hill House, that's where he went. Yeah, exactly right, and he's back. So okay. we both really like the Hill, like Hill House. Yeah. I'm wondering if mean, Hill House. But it's, it's warranted that. It, it really is. It's a good show. Now on to most anticipated TV for 2019. And we can each pick two for this one. This was difficult because I was looking at all the DC Universe shows that are coming this year, but I didn't really, I couldn't really pick any because I don't know when we're going to get them this year. So Titans came out in the US in 2018, right? But in Australia on Netflix, we don't get it until January 11th, right? So I couldn't really go through and pick a show just in case for us it fell into the following year. Ah. So there's lots of the DC shows I'm interested in. Let's just speak for the audience very quickly. We know
0: you all want Game of Thrones, but we don't watch Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, I'm not picking Game of Thrones. But Game of Thrones <laughs> is the pick for you guys, I mean, why the audience, the listeners. watch Game of Thrones <laughs> if you could watch Star Trek
1: Discovery Season 2, <laughs> which is my official number two pick. Now with the cast, we've got everybody coming back. We've got Sinequa Martin-Green as Michael Burnham, Doug Jones as Saru, uh, Shazid Latif as Vok, Ash Tyler, Anthony Rapp as Paul Stamens, Mary Wiseman as Sylvia Tilly, Wilson Cruz as Hugh Gulber, and Anson Mount as Christopher Pike, who is in New Edition. I still reckon that's a spoiler. Not if you've seen season one. Oh, fair enough. And this but if is you haven't. It's well known that the basis for season two, the crew of the USS Discovery joined forces with Captain Pike. Yes. And he's wearing the old gold Star Trek original series costumes or costumes, uniforms, I should, I should say. I'm really looking forward to this. We're getting a young bearded Spock. I absolutely <laughs> loved that first season of Discovery. And it's the only show that I can speak to from last year, the final five minutes of the finale, I was on my feet. I sit down when I watch television, right? But okay, things that's were happening like when, deny. and this is a spoiler for season one, but it aired so long ago. But the last moments of Discovery, we got to see the original Enterprise with Captain Pike. I was on my feet, I was glassy-eyed, I was emotional. I'm really looking forward to more <laughs> Discovery, but just as an add-on, still within Star Trek. The upcoming Captain Picard series, that's going to be coming you out. Can't, I you can't pick two, shall I'm not picking it, <laughs> but I'm just mentioning that, as well as Discovery, we're getting more Star Trek. But this is a little bit of news I want to shoehorn in Oh, come on, this is in not India. what today is about. I know, but this is really interesting, though, because the upcoming Picard series will be set after the destruction of the Romulan Empire, shown in the 2009 reboot film. Right. So you know how we get the Kelvin timeline yeah, yeah, yeah. because of what happens there. And therefore, if I'm thinking right, the movie continuity then shifts away from the prime so timeline. Would this Picard be in... Not Kelvin, the prime timeline. Oh. So it's as if... And this is what I wanted to bring it up because yeah. it's interesting. We've got the prime timeline, so it's going in a straight line. And if we say a diagonal line is going to be the Kelvin timeline. So you follow that diagonal line to the Chris Pine movies... But if you continue in that straight line, the events that happen in in the beginning of that film still happen, and then it's Picard years later. Whoa. All sounds very interesting, but my official pick for number two is Star Trek Discovery. And my number one pick, Stranger Things, season three. We got two consecutive years. They took a year off. The bastards. In that spot, though, Netflix gave us The Haunting of Hill House. All is forgiven. All forgiven. Thank you. July 4th, (laughs) we get season three. I don't really know much more than that. We know the cast, we know the show. Everybody's seen Stranger Things at this point. Yeah. And that's my top show that I'm most looking forward to coming back this year. What do we know? It's set in the 80s and... It's kids. And they put a poster <laughs> out where they're at like a carnival.
0: Full stop. That's all we know. I think Will holds 1110. Yeah. And that's that's nice. Is it, is <laughs> is it, it Will? Will?
1: No. It's uh, the
0: Finn... Mike. Wolfhard character, Mike. Mike. Who is Will? Will's the one Will's that the boy that we got missing. lost he was stuck yes. in the upside yes.
1: down.
0: Look, it's been a year. I'm I just thought saying,
1: by <laughs> picking, because I knew I was going to go a little bit longer with Star Trek, I thought picking stranger things, which is a legitimate number 1 pick for me, it would be a, a quick in and out and we'd move, well, let's on move, on move on to the next one. Well, let's move so, on. move so what
0: are your two top picks? number two. It's a new show, so it could be rubbish, but the movie was really good. Um, Snowpiercer. Oh, the first season now. It's based on the South Korean uh, Czech film of the same name. Uh, the one that starred Chris Evans. I've not seen it, but I'm aware of it. Excellent movie. I saw it like a year or so after it came out, so I missed the boat on putting that in any previous film and review things, but I reckon it would have been up there. But, but who's in the show, though? If, it's I have not, no idea. It's not going to be him, is it? No, 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 no. He's busy a, being an Avenger. So it's a new interpretation. It's it's just a TV version of, of the same thing. Uh, that movie was directed by Bong Joon-ho, if anyone's curious. Um, set seven years after the world became a frozen wasteland, the remnants of humanity inhabit a gigantic, perpetually moving train that circles the globe. Um, the show will question class warfare, social injustice, and the politics of survival, much like the movie did. I'm hoping this movie is as good as the film. I had, like it's the series as good as the film, but I had no
1: idea. Yeah, I don't know that's what, I what it was. I've just seen the poster. He's got a gun. I thought he was like a hitman in the Arctic. So the back of the train, the back
0: of the trains, all like the poor people, like Ah. the peasants, and then as there's like an issue and they need to, Chris Evans like they need to get to the front of the train, which is where all the wealthy and rich people. As they go through each carriage, the class like increases, and there's different carriages for different types of things, and very interesting and how they fight their way through it's Powerful stuff. It's nothing like what I thought that movie was. <laughs> no, well, that, it sounds really good. I just thought it was Chris Evans on a train.
1: I didn't know the weapons at the end.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Snowpiercer is the train. that's what. Oh, it's... I thought it was The Gun. Is no. there a gun on the poster? I don't know. Okay. Does he have a gun? No, he's probably doesn't Maybe he? Maybe picks up a gun. I can't remember. Um from my I mean, number It sounds really good though. For my number 1 pick um is Orange is New Black. I'm pulling it again. I'm pulling it out you again. You are. Like, you... I, yeah, every, you are every pulling it Because it's just a solid show. Is every it? Every year. And also, Season 7 is the final season. So I'm giving it a shout-out one final time. You won't hear about this again unless it's the best season ever. <laughs> um, we all know what this is about. Taylor Schilling, Laura, Laura Preppen, Kate Mulgrew, um, Uzo Abuda, Taryn Manning, Nick Sando, just some of the cast. Um, women's Prison, it's more than just, like... Bitch has gone crazy. Like, there's there's so much happening. It's really funny, as well as, like, all the drama and stuff that's going on. It's actually pretty funny. Um, Where season six left off kind of really changed the show once again, as it does pretty much at the end of every season. This final season is going to be, yeah, slightly different, without giving any spoilers away, but the Piper Chapman character is in a very different position Still not seen it. Fair enough. <laughs> I have not seen
1: it. But an observation I've just made, though, out of our four combined top picks, three of them are Netflix. It's just how you watch TV these days, isn't it? <laughs> it's easy. And now, this is an audio medium, but we're going to talk about our best movie poster of the year. Did you
0: struggle? With... I really struggled. Yeah, I was looking like... I
1: looked at so many There's posters. There's a lot of
0: posters that are like, Some are like really artsy and really clever. Some are just like, you know, it's a good poster, but it's just a good poster. That's it. So it was a struggle. I've gone
1: through a movie, and it's the only time that I'm bringing it up at all on this podcast. The Predator. I quite liked the posters that they were putting out, but specifically it's the infrared vision showing the Predator creature and the Predator logo. Quite liked that one. And I think they're using that on Blu ray artwork as well.
0: (laughs) Well, that's cool. You can can pick
1: up that Blu ray if you want. I was really struggling as well. I honestly looked at so many posters. And I I was just coming back to this one. It was visually interesting. We're used to seeing the predator vision looking at a human.
0: So it was a little bit of a, a twist on that. That's my topic. Before I take mine. Have you seen some online lists of like some of the best posters? Yeah, I didn't like most of them. There was one that was picked on a lot of them. It was a Jurassic World poster. One with all the the multiple heads. All the dinosaurs. Rotten Tomatoes recognized as a top poster. That's like the worst poster I've seen in a long time. That's a horrible poster. I I don't understand. I do
1: follow this uh, this artist designer on Instagram. And I know that he is a big Jurassic Park fan. And obviously he's really grateful of the opportunity. And it's as if. I mean, I don't know. Like They may have asked him for something really bombastic, and he's given them what they're asking yeah. for. And it, it's kind of that play on the multiple heads poster, isn't it? But it's all dinosaur. But if you go, like, even look at Marvel posters now, it was more so when Marvel Studios first began. It was those big floating heads, and it's that, but it's dinosaurs. Yeah. And it's to the extreme. But there does seem to be a genuine appreciation for that
0: poster. So Maybe we're wrong. Maybe. Um, but for my pick for the best poster that I at least found... Um... Winchester. The poster. This movie, directed by Michael and Peter Spierig. The one about the house. It's ghost. It's a, it's a horror. Hella heiress, Sarah Winchester. You got the profile of her, basically her, her head. It's split open and you see like the house inside. Say what you want about the movie. Underrate it. But the poster. It basically it it sold a better movie. It sold what the movie should have been about. It was about is this woman really being haunted? Is she a bit crazy? Is there something going on inside her mind? The the, the work the art with oh, the image showed like the house inside her head and it was kinda cool. You know, I, I liked it. I've seen I like... that
1: poster and I believe I used it on our podcast oh, yeah, artwork I think you did, when actually. we did the review. But
0: well, you're right. That poster it sells... sells a better movie. It's about like you know, like, something inside her. Maybe she's crazy. Maybe there's something else going on. Is it ghosts? I don't know. There, there was a better movie there that, that we didn't get. Um, You know, the movie was about her being haunted by spirits, and they directed her, told her how to build this crazy labyrinth of a house. And, yeah, like, when you look inside that crack in her head, it's like you see a part of the house, like a tease. Yeah, the, the poster was better than the movie. That's all I can say. Best movie score
1: of the year. Mm. For me, it was easy to pick. It was easy. It was easy because it was a soundtrack that I was anticipating before the movie came out. I bought it, listened to it, enjoyed it in the movie. And that is Halloween. Ah, okay. John Carpenter serves... As on the movie as an executive producer, a creative consultant, and he's also the soundtrack composer alongside his collaborators from his three recent solo albums, Cody Carpenter, who is his son, and Daniel Davis, who I believe is his son-in-law. Oh. They just captured what was in that original movie, the sound, the feel, and just built on it. There's so much atmosphere to this soundtrack.
0: And again, like, it just came to me straight away. I do like it when they, there were a lot of movies in 2018, actually, that had these really strong, iconic sounds, but my issue with them, with a lot of them was, they were pulling from what had already existed, you know, Jurassic World, Halloween, Mission Impossible, Star Wars even, you know, like, still good, even Avengers Infinity War, solid soundtrack, but you know, like. It's the event. These have already done it. But they're always it, gonna.
1: They build on the They do. They do exactly right. So if they like, you know, I'm recommending Halloween. If they did it and think, you know what, scrap it, start again. Nobody wants that. No. We
0: want to hear you Halloween. Do.
1: So it's not that same one again. I was Something close. Different. I was
0: close to picking Halloween.
1: It, it is just absolutely brilliant. And multiple times
0: I've listened to it without the film. It is a great soundtrack. So what I did instead of picking a film score that pretty much adapted a previous movie and then built on it I went for a film score that sounds like everything before it so <laughs> okay. I went with Ready Player One oh right Alan Silvestri again say what you want about the movie the score is magical It's it really plays on like that Amblin type of film, you know, like that old 80s adventure, you know, it feels like you're, you're watching Goonies, Indiana Jones, even like, you know, they, they do, Alan Silvestri sort of plugs in his Back to the Future sort of riffs and stuff. There's a lot going on. There's all these little trinkles. I was listening to the whole soundtrack. I was trying to find the best one that captured everything. This was the only soundtrack that would, every track sounded Almost so different from the previous track. There's so much going on. And I again, I almost gave it to... I even almost gave it to Silvestri's Avengers Infinity score, which was solid. But I went with this one because I feel like he's just doing... I think he's really having fun with this one. and Yeah, it's an
1: enjoyable listen. Have you listened to Infinity War? Like, just the score without film? Yeah, them? yeah. And, and, it's still, and it still it holds it's up? It's very good. Because I haven't listened to that. And that's what I like to do when looking at picking scores. Like...
0: Listening to them without, the yeah, film. there's a lot more than just the dun dun, 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 dun dun, which is like the Avengers thing, there's a lot more going on, but um, no, th- yeah, that one's very strong as well.
1: It wasn't going to be my top pick, but one that I have enjoyed from this year that also pulls from Sylvester's Back to the Future theme. Is Teen Towns Go to the uh, Movie, and
0: that—that's what you probably. Put, they literally play the, the they, they do,
1: but it's not the Sylvester version. Like it's, oh, it's so been composed originally for the film. And I guess the reason why <laughs> I have listened to that one in particular so much, and I do enjoy it, it's for my kids. Yeah, my, my eldest enjoys it. It's a—it's a fun yeah. soundtrack, but the quality and just the
0: Oh, wow Halloween. So Halloween and Ready Player One. I'm surprised I didn't go with Giachino. We had Jurassic World and Incredibles 2. But again, it's like they're sequels, so it's like he had already scored these movies. Um, so Andrew wins. So Benji- Andrew. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: today he's composed. Of- I yeah, made my choice.
0: I made my it's choice. 14 years
1: later with Incredibles yes. 2. Yeah, that's true. Most overrated movie of the year. All right. There's just one pick for me. Interestingly, though, <laughs> the, the score on Rotten Tomatoes is 28%. The score on IMDb is 6.8 out of 10. This doesn't sound very overrated. Venom. It's overrated. Oh, in judge- terms of I'm money. judging it by the box office. Right, people and paid. Man in the street likes Venom. Yep. A lot of people I know like Venom. So it is overrated, but critics are not clearly rating it. But People like it, and money talks. Venom came to me straight away man. It's like it's a
0: movie that I watched and I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I'm not really enjoying it. I would have been right there with you with Venom and I don't disagree at all. Um for my, my overrated movie for 2018, I've picked Black Panther, the Ryan Coogler directed Marvel Cinematic Universe, potentially masterpiece. You know what? We
1: watched it, we reviewed it, and I feel as though in the moment, I did enjoy it, and the second time I watched it at home, and it was it was okay. It was no, it was it's more than okay. It was still a good movie, but it, it, I agree that it is overrated. But not just by the audience. Like critically, Critic, it's done well. Audience money. It didn't win, but it was a Golden Globe nominated film. It's just been nominated for a BAFTA, I believe, for visual effects. Sure. Which is shot... Those rhinos or hippos or whatever they were. Oh, they were shocking. That scene, when you've got Killmonger end, and Black Panther fighting, it is horrendous. That CGI, yeah.
0: both in black. $1.345 billion at the global box office. 98.7% Rotten Tomatoes score. A-plus cinema score. 74 on IMDb and 88 Metacritic. Like, all around, everybody except me like this movie. And people are... You know, I get it. People want to see a superhero that looks like them on the screen. I know it's speaking those sorts of times and voices and all that stuff. It's great. It's wonderful. I'm happy for him. But the things that the movie proposes and the messages it's trying to convey, it does it in such a shallow way that I feel like if they were going to do a film like this, they really should have actually put real thought into it and not just glossed over certain issues like, the ones that they raise, like the racial things and stuff like that, like yeah, it's I don't understand, and it's baffling, overrated.
1: Okay, and now on to the most underrated movie underrated. of the year, underrated. Now with this, what I've done for this one, because I will say, and I think we talked about it off air, it was hard this year, harder than previous years, to put a list together, and the approach that I took with this. I was looking, I was doing a cross-reference between my enjoyment and the, the critics' right. reception. So with this, I'm going to do a movie that I had so much fun watching. I've brought up numerous times, I spent the majority of the review just laughing at what happened in the movie. You hated it. But my most underrated movie
0: of <laughs> 2018...
1: Is game over,
0: man. I didn't even put it in our <laughs> in our summary of the movies that came out this year. You did not. But It might is, have been is an right. accident.
1: Now, this is a movie that scored 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh 5.4 out of 10 on IMDB. So this is the movie that is scoring low <laughs> everywhere. But my <laughs> That's too high. <laughs> but my personal enjoyment for this movie. This like, movie's overrated. I it's underrated by <laughs> no, just underrated. just by me liking it and everyone else not <laughs> because that seems to be the consensus. Now this movie was directed by Kyle Newacheck. I don't know him. I don't know what else he's done, but I've got to thank him for this movie. And stars Adam Divine, Anders Holm, and Blake Anderson. They're the three guys from the Workaholics TV series. If you didn't see the film, don't. I'm assuming you didn't, because most people didn't. <laughs> Three zeros try to become heroes when gunmen take hostages at a star-studded party inside a fancy Los Angeles hotel. And again, this is purely here, because I had a lot of fun watching it, and not many other people seem to. Jason, what's your most underrated movie? I'm stunned. I thought you would be. I thought
0: you would be. But um, game over, man. I'm giving this one to a little movie called Kin, Uh, it's directed by Jonathan and Josh Baker. I think it cost about 15 million or something to make, maybe a little bit more. It made 10 million. 10 million dollars. it's based on a short film called Bagman from 2014. 30% Rotten Tomatoes, 35 Metacritic, and 5.7 IMDB. I did not know these scores going into the movie, watching it. I walked out of that thinking, wow, this is one of the best movies I've seen. In that year. Um, I think it was only like July or something. So it was halfway through the year. But I was like, this was one of the best ones. Um, stars Miles Truett, Jack Rayner, Zoe Kravitz, Dennis Quaid. James Franco is in there as well as the bad guy. And Michael B. Jordan even pops up. So he was in a overrated movie and an underrated movie. This movie is solid. People have been critical of like the, like I guess an ill balance in the tone. But I just see its two I see it more as like as two tones meshing together really well. Like I don't see the imbalance. I think it worked really well. Um, it's about a kid um, who meets up with his half brother who is just out of prison. Um, early on in the movie, uh, their dad is killed. The the younger brother finds like this space weapon, this alien gun thing, and then they go on an adventure. They meet up with Zoe Kravitz, James Franco's trying to kill them. It's a fun twist. It's cool. It's a good movie. No, like seriously, check it out.
1: I have heard you talk about it before. I yeah. might have to check that one out. I think... You've already watched Game Over, man, so I'm not like... gonna ask you to watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you couldn't pay me. <laughs> no, okay. Kin, I will I will check it out. Yeah. If it's been overlooked by that many people, I'll I'll check it out. Best kids animated. Family movie. This I found this is a fun one. I found this so easy to do. It was like boom boom boom. I was struggling with number three, which for me With this one. Should we is... do should we do number
0: three each and then two then one? Or no, you wanna just you wanna just, no? just do my three, then your three? Yeah, or, you want,
1: um, or we can alternate. Do you want to alternate? As we get into like do these three, three and yeah. three, two for and two, one on three. For these last three categories, I okay, reckon. Okay. So my number three, Incredibles two. Okay. Wasn't always there. Okay. All the movies did sit there for a time. And two Incredibles 2 came out? Nope. Oh. But I All end- no. the movies were there. Incredibles, it wasn't in my top three, but I had a lot of fun watching that movie. But there were a lot of good animated movies this year. But I did pick Incredibles 2, directed by Brad Bird. We've Craig T. Nelson as Bob Parr, Mystery Incredible. We've got Holly Hunter coming back as Helen Parr, Elastigirl. Sarah Vowell comes back as Violet Parr, who is a personal favorite of my daughter. Violet is her favorite character, and this is a movie I will say of this year, I've watched more than any other movie because <laughs> my daughter is constantly Damn, watching it. Child, <laughs> like the end credits are rolling, and she's like, "Can we watch it again?" The mind boggles. Like kids, do can you want to be put up for adoption? Kids but... can do that. You know, I can't, but kids can. They can literally yeah. finish a movie. Start again. Because they've got no responsibilities. Nowhere to go, nowhere to be. The Incredibles take on a new mission which involves a change in family roles. Bob Parr must, or Bob Parr known as Mr. Incredible I should say, he must manage the house while his wife Helen Elastigirl goes out to save the world, which was an interesting twist on that first movie. Where he seems to sort of be the He's the big hero when she's at home in this time then. She's getting to shine. you waiting for that third one where it focuses on the kids? Mate, it'll happen. It'll happen. It will happen. Hopefully, within 14 years, because that's a little <laughs> too long to wait for that third movie. But the the gap did seem to work for this movie. The build-up, the hype. And I think
0: a good payoff. But 14 years, come on, that's too yeah. long. Um, It was it was really good. And that's why it's also my number three pick, incredible oh, wow. 2. Oh, okay, okay. We so might be in trouble here.
1: Swiftly, on to number two. I've got a feeling you don't have this is your number two. I have... Teen Titans Go to the Movies. This is a bloody good film. I had the so much fun watching this movie. And I guess that's what I've lent into this year more than any other year. Not critical responses, my overall yeah. enjoyment. And Teen Titans Go was close to being my number one. It is such a fun movie. Directed by Aaron Horvath and Peter rieder Mikhail. I believe Horvath worked on the Teen Titans Go! TV
0: series. And I think then he was a producer, over. wasn't it? Yeah, and then year
1: had... Yeah, and then we've got all the Titans are coming back. We've got Greg Sipes as Beast Boy, Scott Menville as Robin, Carrie Payton as Cyborg, Tara Strong as Raven, Hayden Walsh as Starfire. So they're all from the original TV series. In addition, in this movie, we have Will Arnett as Slade Wilson Deathstroke, Kristen Bell as Slade Wilson... And my favourite, we have Nicolas Cage as Superman, who makes no effort whatsoever to not sell out like Nicolas Cage. It is just magic. There is so much good stuff. In this so movie. much. We've and not got time. In fact, Sounds Like Comics they put really, out a whole episode all about this movie based purely on my enjoyment of it.
0: I'm not on that episode, but um, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Thanks, mate. And I just realised we were supposed to alternate our picks, but that's fine. No, we
1: have. We did three. Both picked Incredibles. This oh, is we did. Two. Sorry. No, no. We, we are. Let's move on. Sorry. As we mean to. As we mean to. If you've not seen Teen Titans Go To The Movie, a villain's maniacal plan for world domination sidetracks five teenage superheroes who dream of Hollywood stardom. And there is, that's happening, but then there is so much more happening. Like, if you ever want to see the Marlon Brando version of Joe Rellan in animation, this is the movie. If you wanted a <laughs> Lion King-inspired montage, I, I could just... The, the list just keeps it's going on. Madness. Why this is the movie for you. It is so much fun. I went into this movie <laughs> never box. seeing an episode <laughs> of Teen Titans Go. I'd never seen it. I know of it, but it just seemed too young. Yet this movie is just mm. brilliant.
0: I brushed past the show, you know, like, saw it on the background. Maybe Pete at a couple episodes. It didn't really appeal for me. Again, under... Under my demographic. It this is, movie, though. This, yeah, this movie's doing something different. different. It,
1: yeah. it is. And for me, like I do know, I've gone back and sampled a little bit of the episodes because they are on Netflix, and it's more self-contained. And what I enjoyed about this is that we're getting a wider mm. DC universe. Yeah. So that's what I really enjoyed about this movie. So I might not go back to that TV series, but this movie is just absolutely fantastic. Now you're number two. Uh, Teen Titans go to the movies. Oh, what? <laughs>
0: Teen Titans we can't. To we, the movie. We've got a problem here because I we am 99.9% <laughs> sure we've picked the same number one movie. Should I pick the number one? Should I set I number, think you should. Just so I talk a little bit more on this show. Okay. <laughs> number one.
1: What? Spider-Man Into the... <laughs> I was trying to think of a different movie. Oh, like, smallfoot. Okay, yes, Give it to Smallfoot. I did watch Smallfoot. But okay. Look, Spider-Man Into Spider-Man the Spider-Verse. Into the
0: spider um, Directed by Bob Cerci-Shetty, Peter Ramsey and Rodney Rothman. Um, this is This is an like animation that I like. I've never seen like two D, three D. I Which don't know. Which was
1: intentional. They yeah, purposely they made a movie, animated a movie we'd not seen before.
0: You got the voices of Shamik Moore as um, the uh, Miles Morales slip in my mind. I only know Peter, um, Jake Johnson as. Peter B. Parker. Um, Haley Steinfeld as Gwen Stacy or Spider-Woman. Spider-Gwen, Spider-Gwen whatever you want to call her. Um, Mahershala Ali, Brian Tyree Henry, Lily Tomlin, Luna Lauren Velez, John Mulaney as Spider-Ham, Nicolas Cage again. There he is. There he is. Um, Let's just s- take a moment <laughs> and reflect on the year.
1: Between Marvel and DC, we've got Nicolas Cage as both Spider-Man
0: I'm Superman. Mm, now, this Spider-Man is a Spider-Man noir. Uh, he was a lot of laughs. Like, again, not trying to disguise his, his voice um, and just coming across like a bizarre character. Um, who else? Leif Shruthers, also in the movie. Kingpin. There's Kingpin, and a lot of people
1: have responded well to this depiction of Kingpin. His head was tiny. <laughs> He's got the
0: smallest head. The design is it, the body's I'm, not practical, but I love it. <laughs> the <laughs> logistics, Visually, it's so good. The logistics of makes of kin no kin. sense. Is a mountain of a man with like a P V-shaped head. But this movie, I saw, like the performances, the story, the the animation, of course, the soundtrack, like the tracks that are on there. I've actually I went back and I listened to, you know, like the like the sound the one the songs, not the spider bells. Okay, I, listen, no. I listen. to Spidey Bells. Spidey Bells. <laughs> I played that as much as I could over my. my it Christmas was a lot songs. of fun. I um, played it on Christmas day. But the actual soundtrack, the one with the with the real songs, the real songs, it's a solid. It's a solid uh, good time. It's I've good only movie.
1: heard it as part of the movie, not on its own. The soundtrack. Oh, okay. And it's a good listen.
0: Yeah, if you get on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you you get your music from. But holy shit, yeah. What was your number one? oh yeah spider-man into the <laughs> spider-verse i thought we realized yes wanted to officially put that out then. i
1: was ready to move to the next category yeah i mean again like it was close because being a dc guy i had so much fun with teen Titans, go to the movies but you you can't ignore the spectacle that is into the spider-verse it is just something new
0: and amazing I. it's when, a great film when incredibles came out I was like, "That's it. This is the this is the top animation for the year." This is, and then T Tines happened, and I was like, "What? This is the amazing." And then, of course, Spider Man snuck in there and knocked it out. I mean, it's I can say it is the
1: one of the, if not the best, recent years for animated movies.
0: What a year for Spider Man! Yeah, the, Venom
1: the, and, <laughs> and <laughs> the Spider
0: Verse, uh, Avengers: Infinity War. Of you know, course, yeah. Infinity, and the PS Four game as well, like. The Spidey Year.
1: So now we've got all the positivity out of the way, let's move <laughs> on to the worst movies of Ooh. the year. And we can start each with a honourable mention and then we'll alternate with our three to yeah. one. So my first one is Rampage. Oh, a... <laughs> yeah. So it's not in my worst three, but it's it's just it, not it really was, good. It, it was fine. It was. You do not have the rock in your film to look small that's
0: a good point point. and yeah. that
1: was I was watching it it's like The Rock looks so small and it's like one of the biggest actors in Hollywood yeah it just seemed really bad <laughs> casting now his performance I'm not saying was bad because I do like Dwayne Johnson in general
0: but this movie it didn't really do it for me it took me ages to realise the, the ape was getting bigger I know it was a plot it was actually part of the plot but I was like wait is it oh yeah it is wow so this movie was directed by
1: Brad <laughs> Paynton We've got Johnson, Naomi Harris, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He's chewing up the scenery, which I quite like. Was
0: it's he a, a bad guy or a good guy? He ended
1: up being a good guy. Spoiler, I guess we should have said at the beginning of this podcast because we're spoiling a lot of movies.
0: I can't remember. But we're reviewing
1: the it. year. It's going to happen. Yeah, no, he would kind of like came in as the cowboy. You know, he, you know he's a bit reckless. He's, he's doing his own agenda. Yeah. But then he ends up being like helping him out at the end. Now this movie, I felt as though because it's like the worst, I didn't do it for my favourites, but I thought I'll I'll pull in the the Rotten Tomatoes and the IMDb scores just to give a bit of context. So this one is fifty one percent of Rotten Tomatoes and sixty one point ten. So I mean, it's slightly above half. <laughs> you know, it's you know it's it's above fifty percent. Fine. <laughs> But if you've not seen this movie, when three different animals become infected with a dangerous pathogen, a primatologist and a geneticist team up to stop them from destroying Chicago. So we've got like the big ape and various big Mm. animals. And again, I was just watching this movie just thinking, why is the rock so small? Yeah,
0: that's, that's fair.
1: It just didn't. Do it for me. But then I watched it as a movie. (laughs) I didn't watch it as a fan of that original computer game, which I admittedly didn't play. Yeah. So it's a one and done movie for me. And that's why it's here. Didn't really
0: like it. Yeah, fair enough. Now, just a disclaimer before I start my list off, I guess. When looking at like the worst movies, I just kind of push aside so many rubbish movies come out, you know, direct to home release, all that kind of stuff. You know, the weird, cheap riff-offs. Oh, no, that's Pushing fair. all that that's stuff fair. aside. So, the, yeah. what, the list that we're going to get... Game Over Man isn't on my list. I'm just going to put that out there. But, yeah, that's a good point you're making, though.
1: People don't want to listen to him us talk about movies they've never heard of. Yeah. So, we are going to go for the bigger movies <laughs> that we've watched.
0: <laughs> Tremors 6, 7? Which one came out? I watched it, and it's not on this list. <laughs> nice one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm cheating with my honourable mentions, and I'm going to give you two. Purely because I feel like both of these movies stand for the same thing they were studios making putting a property out just to make money one of them apparently uh, did, you know, did well and the other one fell flat as it should have done um, solo and venom right so reuben fletcher directed venom ron Howard directed solo tom hardy's venom we we spoke about it already alden ehrenreich solo Yeah, did nothing for me, and I'm glad that it died in the butt at the box office. I mean, it still made a bit of dough, but yeah, it It did. But it
1: did not do well. It it
0: was not. Did not do well. It was nothing like. It was nothing. Yeah, it just what it stood for was horrible. It was just. I mean, we did a review, and personally, I did. I enjoyed it,
1: and I watched it a second time at home, and still enjoyed it. But it's not. Appearing anywhere no. on my list, so like, these, I didn't really enjoy it. But I thought it, it was it was a, a fun movie. But I don't need it to be any more than a one and done. I don't need to
0: see a sequel. Yeah, both of these movies, I had the same experience. Oh, Venom! Venom's getting a sequel. <laughs> We're getting more Venom. <laughs> I had the Venom. same experience with these. Just sitting in the cinemas watching both of these, it was the same. It was it was all the same. It was oh no, this is this isn't good. And oh no, 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 stop. Okay. And then yeah, it was Yeah, there was never a moment of, oh I'm having a good time. You
1: know, I watched Venom with my brother. And he liked it. You have a brother? I do. <laughs> I do, I do. In the UK, he doesn't live here. But he, he liked it. Yeah. He liked it. And again, many other people, people liked did. it. But now let's get down to nitty gritty. top three. We'll do as you suggested, we'll alternate. So my number three is a movie that I didn't really like at the time, and now time's passed, I like it even less. Tomb Raider. I <laughs> did not like that film. And just like Rampage, Rotten Tomatoes, it's sitting at 51%. Yeah. 6.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Directed by Simon West with Alicia Vikander as Lara Croft. We have Dominic West as Lord Richard Croft. He is Lara's archaeologist father. And we have Walton Goggins as bad guy Vogel.
0: No, look, I can agree that it was it was not a great movie. Do you know what happens was in the re- last five minutes? Can you remember? Yeah, she gets guns. She gets the guns It becomes Lara Croft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> movie, done. No, but she becomes that Lara Croft that you're familiar with. Remember what I was talking about when we did our review? There were those old games which fit in line with the Angelina Jolie ones and the, the new ones that are on the PS4 where she's rocking... Well, even PS3 as well, sorry. Um, this, is, this is the movie for those games. The games have have, have moved on in But do those reshaped.
1: games get to the point where she's more like Angelina Jolie? Because that's what she was like nah, in those first in the last
0: five minutes of the movie. She's she's jumping, she's climbing, she's shooting and she's punching, which is what Alicia Vikander did in this movie, and she does it and gets sweaty and bloody. Do you know what I didn't include in our review?
1: I fell asleep. <laughs> Watching this movie, the cinema. Not for the movie, like little parts, I just kept enough. I was just so bored. Nah, that's in this fair. Movie. That's fair. Cannot argue with so that. So bored.
0: My number one. My number th- no number one. Number, three. number three. Don't get it, Don't get ahead of yourself. <laughs> my number three. I'm putting in this in here. It has moments. It has merits. It was. It made money. Some of the effects are pretty good. Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom broke my what? heart. Holy crap! Oh, the worst. Okay, <laughs> I was like, for some reason, I thought we were doing the best. And I know you do not like that film. Okay, that's valid. Yes, but it's still not the worst on my list. But yes, broke my heart. Um, again, this movie literally puts on screen everything that's wrong with modern day cinema. Um, you know, it's all, it's all, all action, all stupid plots, dumb characters. Relationships that have no chemistry, dinosaurs that have personalities, and all this. Ro- I don't know. I don't know what's going on. You, saw, you, we did a, a review it was over an like, hour. I do <laughs> like the, the horror he- elements of the house. I do like. No, that. that was the worst thing. They they shat on the history of Jurassic Park. They didn't just build on it and move on. They actually took elements from the franchise, from from the series, and. Retcon things, changed stuff, and went nah, no, screw it. The they literally he, yeah. melted the island. The difference here <laughs>
1: is, I like the Jurassic Park movies where you're a fan. Yes, um, so I think we're both, you know, getting different things out. But of But at movie. the same
0: time, there are fans out, uh, like like hardcore fans who like this movie, and they they saw a different film. They they got enjoyment out of it, and I'm so happy for them, and a little bit jealous because I wish I had liked it, but. Uh, from those opening credits where the logo appears on the screen and it's melting, to oh man, terrible! To Chris Pratt being you know stunned, paralysed,
1: oh man! What about the introduction that of the character we've never heard of before?
0: That's Hammond's... what I mean. Yeah, Is the sister but his partner. That's exactly what I mean. The retconning of the history. There wasn't, oh, and the girl, the plot there. I won't say it. The plot with the girl. Oh, right. Yeah,
1: that's we speculated on the podcast, so go back and check it out. We don't want to spoil it if you've not seen it and you want to. Let's just say
0: this movie has science which potentially would exist in this world, you know, like that's with how the dinosaurs were created and stuff. So the plot line is something that, you know, it's not crazy, but just how they shoehorned this particular storyline in, it's just silly. Like it's it was a cartoon horror movie, oh, haunted house. The I'm trying garlic. so hard not
1: <laughs> to say the name of that Hanna Barbera cartoon right now. So let's just move on. What Scooby Doo? No, the Flintstones. Oh, the
0: Flintstones. <laughs>
1: i dinosaur. not wanting to spoil the movie, Jason. Right, so I'm going to move us on to my number. <laughs> human clones is what I'm talking about. Oh! Yes, you've made me do it. Are you happy with yourself? There are
0: human clones in The Flintstones. No, but she's <laughs> a
1: prehistoric girl, kind of, sort of, cloned from. I don't think she's cloned from But that's dinosaurs. what they're going to, aren't they? They're no, she's have, not like, cloned from have, dinosaurs. But, no, she's not cloned from dinosaurs, but they've used dinosaurs' DNA. And... No,
0: they haven't. They've used, they've used human I think they DNA. have.
1: No, I think they have. Have okay. they not?
0: that would be even more ridiculous on to my number two because I might be wrong but I do why would they need to they have a full complete DNA gene sequence Uh, I guess but I thought they
1: would like splicing are they doing no splicing no splicing going on I thought that's where they were going in that third Uh, Jurassic World movie I still think that's where they're going based on nothing my number two (laughs) is Ocean's 8 woo it's shit have you seen it (laughs) no have you seen it Okay, so in this movie directed by Gary Ross, we have Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Anne Hathaway, Mindy Kaling, uh Sarah Paulson, Aquafina, Rihanna, Helena, Bonham, Carter. A lot of good actors there. Yeah. Bad film. Damn. Bad film. Following her release from prison, Debbie Ocean, who is the younger sister of the late Danny Ocean. Oh, they killed him off. Yes, yeah. And they God. show a framed photo of George Clooney. They did it. <laughs> well, she meets with her former partner in crime, Lou, to convince her to join a heist that she planned while serving her sentence. Now, I honestly thought what they were doing with Ocean's 8 is they were planning a trilogy of movies that were going to be prequels, you know, 8, 9, 10, oh, right, and then have... we get Ocean's 11 onwards with Clooney and Matt Damon and but everyone no, it's, else. it's just the number of the... Just the number of the team she has. She has yeah. eight people on her team. And it's after the events. And I hate it when a movie comes out and it's uh, like a spin-off or sequel and they will tell you that a character that you watched and followed and enjoyed in a previous movie is now dead. <laughs> yeah. But I guess with these movies, you know, crime capers and, you know, sleight of hand... If they if there was to be if this movie was to be successful now looking at the score on Rotten Tomatoes it's sixty eight percent it's six point two out of ten on IMDb if they wanted to and it was successful they could say it was a fake out like he's not really dead Oh, uh, sure but yeah. if this movie is only this movie it's the kappa to that trilogy of ocean movies he's dead Clooney out Al-
0: my number two. Aquaman. I bloody knew it! I knew you'd <laughs> put Aquaman in your top three. Um, Again, people love this movie. I do. It, it's making a lot of dope. What a lot of fun. Do you like Yeah, love it. Yeah. There's an octopus playing um, the drums. We did do a review, <laughs> so I won't go too deep into it. Deep water Yeah. Well, directed by James Wan, starring Jason Momoa and Amber Heard. Patrick Wilson's in there as well as Ocean Master. <laughs> uh, what can I say? You I- gave it 1.5 out of 5, so there was no way this wasn't going to be on your list. Uh, every moment of this movie I couldn't believe what I was looking at I just don't get it this didn't work for me I I like I'm a little bit jealous of people who can just enjoy this like and, and I really did I, yeah. I I think it's a good movie but you know I just different opinions and all that. again everything that the, the film studio had been doing up until then I know they're trying to fix things but it's just it's very dramatic it's very drastic the problem with the movie is that like it's having all this fun it's doing all this big crazy stuff Effects don't look great, in my opinion. And instead of just having fun and going with it, which I could have been on board, it took every moment to take itself too seriously. and I think that's something I left out of our review. Uh, I don't think it. No, I don't think it does. Uh, it was okay. It's it. A... I'm going to give you an example. Is the movie a serious movie? I'm going to give you an example. Is there serious things going um, on? Are the characters right, okay. doing? Se- are there serious stakes? There is yes. a scene.
1: This movie is not taking itself too seriously. No, it then, is. I'm going to give you an example. Arthur Curry, Mera They fly to Africa. The song playing is a cover of Toto's "Africa." This film is not taking itself seriously, mate. That's not, it like, not. that's not it, hilarious. It's not. it's not. There's they're not. By I've mentioned already. If two characters Toto look at each playing other, playing the drums, the the octopus, <laughs> no. riding seahorses, I don't think it's taking itself. You know what? We did this already. We did this on our review, so that's fine. I but just to have the last word. What you say is that you're right. There's all
0: these crazy, ridiculous things in there. I appreciate your. But opinion. then there's also these characters that are like. No, these things are really happening. Well, of course they are. The ocean you will got, actually you've got come on. Uh...
1: You've got to, have, nah, you've got to have drama, but I would not say it's taking itself too seriously. Nah, it, was... it is the most lighthearted of the DCEU. But anyway, it is the worst... I knew this was going to happen. We've done this already for an hour. <laughs> on our review, it is episode 139 <laughs> of the podcast. 49? That is correct. It is <laughs> it's literally the episode before this one. 150, we're here. Remember. We are here. And I'm gonna go with my number one. And what did you enjoy this year? <laughs> 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 now my
0: my number one is the Happy Time Murders. I wanna before you move on, yep. before you before you start talking about it, this would have made my list, but I feel like it's it's not right to include movies that I didn't finish. Yeah, okay. Well so, I finished it, so here we are. <laughs> on my Happy list. time murders. Yeah, got 40 I mean, minutes in, couldn't do it. Yeah, you know
1: that first trailer, I had no idea what this movie was going to be. It's directed by Brian Henson, yes, of the Henson family,
0: with Melissa son? McCarthy,
1: his son. Yeah? yeah, we're talking about Jim Henson, of yeah, course. Yeah, of course. We've got Melissa McCarthy playing Detective Connie Edwards. There's other people in it as well. I guess there's one person that pops up that I quite like. there's John McHale, a special agent. Campbell is he in the movie? A stern... a like the second half, like he's... if I can just finish the description. <laughs> he is a stern, arrogant FBI agent who McHale plays really yeah, well. Yeah. The movie, when a puppet cast of a nineties children's TV show begin to get murdered one by one, a disgraced LAPD detective turned private eye puppet takes on the case. It's just not good. And I was starting to say earlier that first trailer it seemed to come out of nowhere and looked funny. It generally quite funny. It's like, oh, is, is this going to be it? Because I feel like I'm watching a lot of Melissa McCarthy movies mm. and not really getting anything back. Now, I did say to you I watched Life of the Party, which is not appearing on any of my lists, which I thought was pretty good. But this
0: is, this is a bad film. Yeah, like, I don't know what's happened. I couldn't even crack a smile, like, watching anything. I was just like, nothing is landing. Everything is just not funny. It's just, it was like it was written by a 12-year-old. Like as an actress,
1: I do like McCarthy, but she's just not. I mean, is it her or is it the project? She's not maybe not picking the it's right the project. It's I, I the don't project. know. But, but this, good stuff. Like. I mean, this film, it's like it's like the seedy underworld sesame street. What is it? What more sesame, <laughs> sesame street? Or? The
0: premise though, like you know, like when you have the dialogue, like the, you know, like the narrating dialogue of you know that old like noir style, you know, crime drama. That's kind of funny. It's like, but I think the. But that's that's pretty much as far as it goes. Like that could have led into something really crafty and creative, but then the humor that they put in there, it's just like, nah, it's just it's too much. The the sex scene in The office... I'm like, I was sitting there just like, what am I watching? Like, it's a long scene that they featured in the trailer, so you feel as though you'd seen it, oh, yeah, and then it. the
1: whole thing is in the movie again, or probably longer in the movie. But it's just it, it's a joke that happened, and maybe you chuckle the first time. Yeah. And John McHale was in that scene, by the way.
0: I think. No, I know, I know he was in the movie. Oh, okay, good. Was okay. he in it a lot after? Because there were moments after that. Oh, I was, I, like, was just, nah, I'm out.
1: I was just trying, because I'm saying this is my number one worst movie <laughs> of the year, I was just trying to just bring something positive. And it would be, in this case,
0: John McHale. Number one. Nah, number one. You don't need to bring anything positive. I mean, they didn't, so why <laughs> <laughs> Except for John McHale. The other movie that didn't qualify for my bottom three, A Wrinkle in Time. Gave it about twenty minutes. Oh, really? Couldn't go any further. No. So it didn't look good. I just don't. It was really horrible to watch.
1: Disney was... in live action this year. I don't think that looked good. I think the Nutcracker. The Nutcracker. Really I don't though. think looks good. But Christopher Robin was was a good one.
0: It's nice. It's cute. Lots of heart.
1: I pitched that to my daughter yesterday. Like, let's get a movie and watch it. Yeah, and she Robin? she just did not want to watch it. So we ended up watching Hotel Transylvania three Summer Vacation. <sighs> she made the right choice. David Spade is the invisible man. <laughs> I do like the hotel Transylvania's I've They're got my movies.
0: I've got my number one pick. Um, there were a lot of horror movies that almost qualified, but I decided to just pick one horror movie to put on this list, and it was the worst one. Okay. And it's horrendous. Slender Man. Oh I've, I've not seen it. Sylvain White directed this one. So apologies to her. I'm sure you're great. Stars Joey King, Julia Godani Tells, Jazz Sinclair, Annalise Basso. And some other people. Isn't this... Again, I'm not This is seeing, based is on, it, like, yeah. that urban legend, internet... In America. It's in America, isn't it? Oh, I think so, yeah. yeah. And there was, like, that internet movement with, like, children would go missing and the Slender Man. They could have they could have made a pretty decent film, you know, like, going into the lore, the history, and really playing up the, you know, like the craze that it sort of became in the real world. But instead, it was just a boogeyman-type movie and not a very good one. It was... No scares. Like, even the jump scares were rubbish. It was a loud noise. Um, the acting was atrocious. This was very dry, very dull. And, oh, the ending. I can't remember the details, but it was something so... I mean, you don't
1: give... It might be bad, no. but people still might want to no, watch it. I'm not it.
0: giving details, but the ending, there was something really just dumb about it. Well, so, let's not give away no, the end. I didn't ending. make... I was like, what? What? Anyway, terrible mood. That's... And on that, I'm gonna watch it. But I was thought about it. But I was in a cinema, so I
1: couldn't oh, leave. Oh no!
0: If I, was watching TV, I would
1: have turned it off. Damn, damn. Mm. Well, we made it. Best movie <laughs> of the year. Drum roll! <sighs> wow. So starting with a honourable mention, Halloween. No, we yeah. talked about yeah. this already. We've got Jamie Lee Curtis coming back as Laurie Strode. We've got playing her daughter Judy Greer. There's a lot to like about this movie I I really did enjoy it Like I was looking forward to it loved the soundtrack but it wasn't quite enough to to be in my top three I think if anything too many murders like, if I'm going to ding it for anything it's going back to that original yeah. There's I think there's maybe five and it just seemed to me really not to get... like the
0: second half of the movie right? yeah like
1: I think the first hour there's maybe one, two deaths Like the first one is oh the first the one's just the beginning. sister
0: and then there's nothing right
1: but this movie, it's it's been mentioned because it is it's a very good movie. I I really did enjoy it, and they really portrayed Michael Myers the right way, like how I like him to be, and that got a little bit lost in the other sequels. Good movie.
0: Again, we did our review, so you've heard my thoughts. I enjoyed it, but I had a few issues with it, so didn't come anywhere close to being on my list. Um, I... Honourable mention uh, uh, from me, once again, I'm going to cheat a little bit and I'm going to do two. I mean, I could say don't cheat, but I, I started this with Elseworlds, didn't I? <laughs> with my yeah. crossover. The only reason I'm giving two is because I've already spoke to one of them and that one being Kin. Okay. It's my head. It's solid. Um, but the other one, sort of the same sort of genre as well, Upgrade, directed by Lee L. And I did say earlier, it's the better <laughs> Venom type movie. It is. Um, that's a good movie. It's a really good movie. It's solid. Logan Marshall Green, that guy that... That looks like Tom Hardy. you put a beard on him and it's like, is that Tom Hardy? No, it's not. Um, But no, it's good. So he gets like an upgrade sort of thing to his body. There's like a computer in his head. He talks to it. He now kind of has like superpowers in a way. Lots of strength. He can fight. He can run. He can punch things. No, it's a solid movie. I surprisingly enjoyed it. It's that thing in The Matrix of Neo
1: like Keanu Reeves he goes I know Kung Fu you know it's like muscle memory but it's it's the implant yeah they did it really well yeah I enjoyed that Mine number three Aquaman (laughs) it is in my (laughs) top three again we did an hour on Aquaman we've talked about it already it was in
0: your Top three worst movies of the no, year. No, but you found, you found, you're one of those many people who well, the sacrificed their I've, money and enjoyed I've, it. I so with this. Good.
1: Now, it, it should be known, and if you listen to this podcast, you do know, I'm a big DC fan, and out of all the EU movies, this is the the comic book, what I love about DC comics, on the screen. I had so much fun watching this movie start to finish. I didn't even realise how long it was. It's like two hours 20. It's It's a long movie. It's a long one. It's my number three. But I feel as though, you know, between the review and today, we've spent a lot of time on Aquaman. (laughs) So what's your number three?
0: So, going to the other camp. Avengers Infinity War, number three. uh, Directed by Anthony and Joe Russo. If you did not know, should I even list the cast? I'll do a couple. Robert Downey Jr., Chris Hemsworth, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, Chris Pratt, Josh Brolin, I'll stop there. Josh Brolin is Thanos and he, this is his movie. Um, what they achieved here. I just did the snap. Why are you? <laughs> Did the finger, Some finger snap. Some people still might not have seen it. <laughs> but it's your fault. They don't know what it means if they've not seen it. <laughs> There's no context. Tony Stark is real snappy in this movie. Anyway, um, what they achieved with this movie. Phenomenal. Like... I already called out the score as well, but just um the build up, the anticipation, the coming together of these characters, even though a lot of them were separated, the the ending that we that we got, everything that sort of came to it, the the bringing the guardians in, introducing Thanos, potentially one of the best villains on screen in a comic book movie, like he's up there at least. Might not say the best, I don't know yet, but he's up there, like. And again, we did a review, so we've dissected it. But no, it's it's definitely in my top three. And number three is where it's at. My number two
1: is Avengers: Infinity War. Oh, I struggled with placing this because, like you, I had a lot of fun watching this, but I did feel cheated and blindsided going in that I didn't get that complete movie. Now, it's half a movie. That's the issue. Was right? first announced. The title of this movie was Infinity War Part 1. And then the following year, we would have gotten Part 2. And they changed that. And the Russo brothers came out and said, we're not doing that anymore. We're going to give you Avengers. You know, this Avengers movie is going to be a complete movie. And then Avengers the 4 will be a different complete movie. So I, I, I guess because I'd heard that going in, I was a bit blindsided. And the whole lot, not no to get against spoilers, I guess, if people haven't seen it. But I think based on the box office, everybody has. But it's number two. I had a lot of fun watching this movie. We get to see a lot of things we never thought we'd get to see in on the big screen. It's just absolutely incredible. Visually, you're right. In Thanos, like, what a villain. And where we leave him in that movie, like, what happens next? And we don't have to wait very long. We're months away. We months, months away. Three, four months? So
0: Infinity War sits comfortably for me at number two. Going in a very different direction with my number two pick here. Um... I gotta say, I think I spent a lot more time this year watching, you know, the big blockbusters, the the mainstream movies. You know, the, the actions, the sci-fi, the comic books. There's just so many that um, I didn't give enough time to the smaller, the smaller pieces. Um, but I did get to check out Tully, directed by uh, Diablo Cody, responsible for writing, you know, the Dunos and the Adult World, I think it was called, or something. I don't know. Good movie. Um, Charlize Theron, Mackenzie Davis, Ron Livingston. This movie is about motherhood and it's probably weird that I found myself so absorbed into this film. Um, But just the things and themes that it goes into. Charlize Theron's uh, mum, two kids, another one on the way. She gets like a night nanny, night nurse. That's Mackenzie, whatever her name was. She helps out. They kind of... Go out, kind of form a, a friendship. They build it, yeah. There's all this stuff. Um, there's stuff about like mental health. It's hard to sort of explain what's going on without me just sort of rambling on about it, but it's a really good film. Didn't see the movie, but I saw the trailer and yeah. I had a baby at the time. In the scene, which was struggling
1: with that crying baby, thought, well, Yep, I'm living that I do not need to see it in the film.
0: <laughs> too real, right? Too, too real, real, too real. Um, but yeah, I'm giving this a number two spot because it's just. It's a solid, it's a real film, and like I'm rating it higher than Avengers. So there you go. My
1: number one film of the year was the easiest selection of any category that we've done so far. Oh. Mission Impossible Fallout. Oh, wow. Absolutely love this movie. Watched it on the big screen, watched it again at home, loved it just as much. I mean, holy crap, the stunts in this film are just absolutely phenomenal. I spoke to the quality of the effects in Avengers Infinity War, but that's big sci-fi, fantasy, comic book. But this, it's just a lot more real and the stunts when you're on the bikes, when you're in the air. It's absolutely breathtaking. Directed by Christopher McQuarrie, we have Tom Cruise, Henry Cavill, reloading his arms in that famous bathroom <laughs> scene. Ving Rhimes, Simon Pegg, Rebecca Ferguson, Sean Harris, Angela Bassett, Vanessa Kirby. I mean, great film, great cast. If you've not yet seen it, Ethan Hunt played once again by Tom Cruise, and his IMF team, along with some familiar allies, race against time after a mission gone wrong.
0: I was going to say after an impossible mission.
1: And I can't, I can never say IMF without pointing out what it stands for, which is amazing because you can watch this film, and although the the stunts are larger than life, IMF, it stands for Impossible Mission Force. I love that. It's the we cheesiest the team, team name.
0: Force.
1: Yeah. But as a movie, a spectacle, like Fallout, it is just absolutely fantastic. And that's why it was easy just to put it at the number one spot.
0: Yeah, again, we did our review. You've heard my thoughts. I had a good time with it, but I had a, I had a few issues. and I don't think it's the best Mission Impossible film by far. Or for me, um, the, the first
1: one's still solid. That was, what, ninety seven, ninety eight 97, 98, round about there? The Rogue Nation was pretty... And that was good as well, yeah. but Fallout just takes the top spot. For but the you're right, for me. those
0: stunts, man, they're, they're insane. Like, they're great. My number one. Now, my number one worst was a horror movie. My number one best is also a horror. Um, I'm giving it to John Krasinski's directed A Quiet Place, and Luke is making a face. I
1: did really like that movie. Yeah? I did I like thought it. you were
0: going to say you didn't
1: like no, it. You no, know? no, that is a very We didn't do a review
0: on it, I just realised. We
1: didn't know, because we mentioned... You know, we got married and the hiatus that yeah. we're talking, I do believe it came out during that time.
0: I watched it at home, I didn't see it at the cinema. I managed to sneak into a cinema not sneak into a cinema, but I paid. Got my ticket. Uh snuck in as in like got the found the time. Yeah, like it's a short movie. It's not you know, I think it's maybe under ninety minutes. It's I think around like, about
1: ninety minutes just under, I think's a good runtime
0: for a horror. Of this yeah. of this kind. But this is at the time, you know, unique, you know, we had uh, like Bird Box which Similar in late, well, that was later in the year. Yes. That was, you know, well, was that like, this year, even? That, yeah? That was
1: like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was really was recent. Was that
0: 2019?
1: I don't know. Yeah, no, they came um, out, um,
0: just or I think just before Christmas, it came out. Um, I just realized I could have gone into this with an Emily Blunt joke and made you think I was going to pick Mary Poppins, but that came out this year as well. Um, but John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, um, yeah, so they. They can't make noise sound because monsters will come and eat them or kill them or whatever they're doing um I loved what was crafted here like a genuine fear tension um performances uh the two actors that play the kids really good job as well you know like there's not a lot of dialogue um but then when there is it really the, the it's really effective and it's needed um that that birthing scene like the flooded basement, uh, when they're trapped in, like, the, the seed holder thing, whatever that is. And the car. Oh, there's so much. I loved it. Yeah, it is yeah. a great film. And I'm glad that one of us has put it on the list. And it's take the number one spot
1: as well. Yeah. You know, I was reading today <laughs> that they they really struggled with a test audience with this movie because they had to show it before it was finished. And when you get the move, or when you get the monster in the movie, when it's finished, it's CGI. Oh. But because that wasn't ready at the time of the test screenings, it was Krasinski wearing a rubber suit. <laughs> so whenever he'd come out to in place of the CGI effect, the audience would laugh. So they couldn't get a clear oh, well, representation
0: of what the audience reaction would be to the movie. Well, surely they would. They would read that as okay. it's John in a suit. God. Like they're laughing because of that. Fair enough. Like and they know that's. But it kept happening. So they had to like, hold off. Anyway, I just thought that was, that was
1: interesting. <laughs> interesting yeah, indeed. And that was the year 2018. Now on to the most anticipated movies of 2019. We'll just pick two each with this. And we'll continue doing one on one. My number two spot, it's Shazam. I'm oh, yeah, really that's cool, that's cool. interested in this. It looks fun. Um, Total Film's latest cover bills Shazam as Superman meets Big. It's on the cover of the latest issue. And that's what we've kind of been thinking. I think everybody's been thinking that all along. By shouting out one word, Shazam, 14-year-old foster kid Billy Batson can turn into the adult superhero Shazam. This is a movie directed by David F. Sandberg with Zachary Levi as Shazam, Asher Angel as Billy Batson, Mark Strong as Dr. Thaddeus Savannah. So he's the big bad in the movie. It looks like a lot of fun, but what I would like them to stop is having Shazam, Zachary Levi, in promos, drinking or eating, which I get it, he's a teenager, but I feel like they're <laughs> playing that to. up too much. Yeah. I mentioned the latest Total Film cover. He's, he's got a straw, he's having a drink, and there was that poster where he was on his phone, and I get it, they're showing that he is really a teenager, but I'd like them to move away from that in the marketing. But it doesn't stop it being at my number two spot. I've got hopes for this film. I've always liked
0: Shazam as a character. Um, yeah, I think it looks good from what what I've seen gone into it. Like I agree, like this looks like we a lot of fun, um, and I'm hoping it's more enjoyable than Equaman for me. <laughs> yeah. at, at some point, you're gonna have to leave Aquaman. Alive. <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna have to move on. Moving into, into this year, I might let it go a little bit. Uh, my number two pick is It, Chapter 2. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's coming out this year. Yeah, that's right. How's that? Um, we all know this one. It is some sort of supernatural force. I may or may not know no. crossing my fingers. Don't be a spider. Don't be a spider. <laughs> we got that in the TV version. Um, his main form is the Pennywise clown. Terrorises this group of kids. Uh, what was it? Like the 80s or something. They? they set this one in. The first yeah, one. Yeah, then. they did, yeah, yeah. So this second one, this chapter two, is going to have the adult versions of these of the kid characters. The kid characters are back, which I'm stoked about. Um, that was it. Chapter one was a great film, and I think it was in both of our lists, maybe? Top three last yeah. year, best movies, yeah. Um, so of course, yeah. Bring on that second one. Cannot wait.
1: My number one movie, most anticipated. I need the ending to Infinity War. It is Avengers Endgame. I'm just going to plug in right now. Number one's Avengers Endgame for me as
0: well. I mean, Come it has on. to be.
1: After the devastating events of Infinity War, the universe is in ruins due to the efforts of the Mad Titan Thanos. We need to know. <laughs> I didn't say what he did. <laughs> we need to know what happens next. But he did I, some bad stuff and they've got to fix it. <laughs> I did prep some more, but I'll leave it maybe.
0: <laughs> just in it, case. Leave it. Leave it. Be.
1: The next thing that happens in Infinity War is, yeah, no, will we'll hold off on that. Have we spoke about that first trailer? Um, I think, I don't know, is <laughs> the honest answer. It's been I was, a busy end of the year. I was going to go in a different direction. But we, yeah, we watched that But it's our first exposure to what's it next. And...
0: I think maybe we did. Yeah, maybe just off air, I don't know. Oh but... no, we did, It was did. It was, no, oh, end Endgame it was Yes, we literally <laughs>
1: named our movie show Endgame. <laughs> we talked about how grim and down the trailer was. And then M- Until... Scott Lang yeah. at the end it was like real uplifting and there we go but stop. I think they should stop
0: now don't show me anymore I'm not,
1: I'm not gonna watch any more trailers but they should put anything else they out they just dropped a brand new trailer that everyone's getting really excited about for Captain Marvel that comes out in March not gonna watch it I'm joining you which is disappointing for listeners of our <laughs> trailer segment no but you guys because... don't,
0: don't watch them either stay <laughs> away enjoy the movie do you know what the second trailer should just be Thanos just sitting around where he is now, um, just sitting around. Maybe just a bit of music, having a look. Let it run. Let it run for about forty seconds, and then boom, the title card, and then the, the release date. That's a tea, That's a tea, trailer done. That's all you need. But people want more than that. Nah, scroll. And, on. and, and you know, it, and it,
1: it works <laughs> for the studios. That like, you know, gets people excited. But I think. This year in particular, I'm going to pull back on the trailers that I watched just to be. I just don't want to be knowing too much going in, like oh, this scenes that happened yet, or oh, that scenes that. I happened swear yet. to God, it changes your life. But I'm still going to watch <laughs> those first trailers. Yeah. I think so that's we'll hilarious. still have content for trailer talk. We'll still be doing it, and and we've done it. We've um, well, we've almost done it. Before we close out trivia, we always like to put trivia on there. Um, I've got three pieces of trivia across three films. First off with Mission Impossible Fallout. Tom Cruise broke his ankle doing the building jump in London. Filming was held up for seven weeks and we see him limping away once he has climbed upon the roof. Now I noticed this both times I watched it. Constant professional Tom Cruise. He limps on and he finishes the scene to his credit. You can really see it and it's a little bit
0: gross.
1: The Meg. The big giant Megalodon movie. Ruby Rose almost drowned during the filming of the underwater scenes. You might pick up a theme with my trivia. The movie tag <laughs> during filming. Tag is almost Jeremy Renner fractured his right elbow <laughs> and left wrist whilst falling. <laughs> stop laughing. Twenty feet whilst performing a stunt. The thing about that was particular. I just like your theme.
0: I like your. I
1: did go for a theme because I kind of figured you did such a good job of covering everything that happened in the year coming in. I wanted to like. Have a theme to close out on, and each
0: actor's being injured. These people that put their lives on the line to bring us these movies. These Jeremy Renner is an Avenger, yet this comedy tag
1: is where he's breaking bones. I really enjoyed Tag. That's you
0: know, no it, was, it, was, out it was a
1: fun movie. It was, it was, fun. was a fun movie. It was, it was hard. not in the top three, but uh, <laughs> so obviously. that's it for our year in review, 2018. We hope you enjoyed our picks of the highlights of the year. Let us know what your bests and worst were. We'd love to hear from you.
0: But before we sign off, uh, we just want to take a moment uh, to mention and remember some of the big names in the film, TV, and comics industry um, that we unfortunately lost this past year. We had Vern Troyer. You'll know him as Mini-Me from Austin Powers. He was also in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Um, We had Reg E. Cathy. Um, he's an actor from The Wire, House of Cards, The Mask, and that horrible Fantastic Four movie where he did that crazy voice. Remember him? He was the dad. Wasn't he was he? the dad. He yeah. He was the Storm Dad. Yeah. yeah. Um, John Gavin, uh, actor. You see him in Spartacus, Imitation of Life. Spartacus, as in like the old Spartacus. Imitation of Life, again the old one. And Psycho, he played he played Loomis. So he wasn't he wasn't Norman Bates, but no, he's a legendary actor, that guy. Um, John Mahoney, the dad from Frasier. Martin Crane. Yeah. yeah. Man, I've been watching Frasier like in the afternoon. Still I'm holds going, up. Oh, he's a good it's, show. It's good to good times. Uh, Michael Anderson, a director, Logan's Run. Fantastic film. Um, we had Margot Kidder. Now, you know her as Lois Lane. Your Lois Lane from Superman the Movie. Um, she was also in the Amityville Horror and Black Christmas, which I attempted to watch this past Christmas. Didn't like it. I've not seen that one, but I did watch the remake that they made. But just on Kidder,
1: though, I did have the good fortune of meeting her oh, at, yeah. at a con, and she was an absolute
0: delight. We had Burt Reynolds. Um, we all know Burt Reynolds. Boogie Nights, Deliverance, Smokey and the Bandit. It was even the even in the longest yard. Um, both of them, the original and the He was in both of them, wasn't he? He came back. Oh yeah. my god i um, Steven Hillenberg. You know him as the animator, producer, creator of SpongeBob SquarePants. Um I I never really got into
1: SpongeBob SquarePants, but I might upon have just him, missed your m- might have, but might, upon hearing about his passing, they, it was very apparent that everybody knows this guy and
0: there's, there was a lot of outpouring of love on social media yeah. for him. We had Steve Ditko, the artist, writer, um, behind legendary characters, such as Spider-Man, Doctor Strange. If you know more, list them.
1: I think there is
0: two big characters. There's a two big think, ones? Yeah, I can't think to it anymore. But, I mean, that's, I mean Spider-Man on his own is mm-hmm. a big deal. And on that, of course, we also had Stan Lee. Um, comic book creator, visionary, producer, actor. <laughs> um, Marvel Comics, Spider-Man, The Avengers, X-Men, all of his cameos. The legendary Stan the Man.
1: I mean, Ditko and Lee going in the same year, both co-creators of both Spider-Man and Doctor Strange.
0: I mean, I stated what a year for Spider-Man, but also what a horrible year for Spider-Man. I guess, like, yeah, it wasn't great, but we will remember Stan Lee, Steve Ditko, and all, all the other of them, ones that we they, mentioned. they will all
1: be missed. Now there will be plenty to look forward to in 2019, both in the world of movies and TV. We'll be here to talk about as much as we can. We've been busy preparing ourselves for a podcast-packed 2019. Whether it's that film, stew, Sounds Like Comics, Rewind and Review, or even something new, we've got so much content coming. Also, our entire back catalogue of podcasts are available on SoundCloud and iTunes. You can go back and have a listen to some of our early movie reviews and news podcasts from the past few years.
0: You can find what you're looking for um, on our upcoming this is the first announcement, our revamped website. So we let it sort of die in the butt a little bit. We've uh, neglected the website. Like, But I've found a cleaner, easier way to just let it all sort of be there. Details will be out very soon, um, hopefully in time when we post this podcast. Uh, but in the meantime, check us out on social media. Like, share, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film
1: studio. Looking forward to bringing you many new podcasts in 2019. Thanks for listening. This, move, this, this movie has just <laughs> derailed me completely. Fuck, I'm starting that again. I've got to start it again. Butchered it.